A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, a whole lot of stories were told. Seriously, it's hard to keep track of everything in the Star Wars universe. Through films, comic books, TV shows, novels, and much, much more, sorting out what is legend, what is canon, and which stories are told from a certain point of view can be a bit tough. We're here to help you sort through that mess and to stay up to date with what's going on in the galaxy. So sit tight, strap in, grab your favorite co-pilot if you want to, and get ready to make the jump to light speed. Ladies, gentlemen, Wookiees of all ages, these are the Holocron Chronicles. Welcome everyone to the Holocron Chronicles. This is episode four. My name's Mark, aka the Canardian, and I'm joined as always by my co-pilot extraordinaire, Charlie Carden. Charlie, how are you doing today? Good evening, Star Wars. What do they call Star Wars fans? Star Warzos? War Wars? <laughs> Good evening, Warzies. I like it. Yes, yes. So yeah, uh, everything is going good. We're into 2021. Uh, we're almost rid of President Trump. Yeah, that's right. I got. I went there, almost. Yeah, so almost. We're all, the days. We're, we're all. We're all. All of us who are sane are pretty happy about that. I think so. Yeah, that's. Uh, I think, and most of the rest of the world kind of follows along with you. Uh, even even us Canadians, uh, you know, still pay attention to what's going on. And and uh, yep, yep, that's going to be a good time. <laughs> you <Well>. bet. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, we're not here to talk politics, unless it's uh, politics of a galaxy far, far away. Right now oh, we're yes. talking about Star Wars, and this is a special episode. Usually, uh, we're going to recap a month. You know, what happened the last month? So our next episode, we're going to be recapping what happened in canon in November, and uh, or in, in December. December, sorry. yes, yes, yes. And, uh, you know, but tonight we're going to be going over comics uh the star wars saga uh this is this is taking basically the marvel comics from 2015 to 2019 so what's happened basically up until this year correct right right and it, it really it encompasses the exact end of a new hope or episode four all the way to just leading directly into the empire strikes back uh so it was a three-year period that they stretched into essentially four years of comic book storytelling it's 75 issues um, of what I would say uh, is indefinite increasing quality as time goes on, because there was there was certainly some silly stuff in the beginning, but I think some really solid solid story arcs. Uh, they're broken down, and what we're going to talk about tonight is um, they're broken down into units of about six issues, so that gives us about thirteen volumes that we'll we'll go through kind of quickly, kind of give you a flavor. Um, do uh, know that for our friends in the United States, and this is something Mark and I ran into early on, Marvel Unlimited has all of these, but it's not available outside the United States, which sucks. 
totally sucks. That is correct. Yes. Uh, the, the rest of the world, we have to get individual issues or right. a friend who has comiXology and is willing to lend a password. Hint, correct. hint, nudge, nudge. Thank you very much. I, 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 I think I've done that or I've heard of someone who's done that who might be in this room. Oh, no, I'm here by myself. Uh, but at any rate, yes, globally, you can. Uh, I believe many of these, if you have Comixology Unlimited, which is a monthly service, like six bucks, totally worth it. That saves you on new purchases, but it also um, offers uh, bundled for free reading a lot of the trade paperbacks that we're going to talk about. Other ones are available for purchase. They have frequent sales. Also, if you are a Comixology Unlimited member, it's 15% off any purchase. So um, definitely worth a read, but let's... Uh, well, can the commercials because I'm we're kind of plugging the hell out of Comicsology Unlimited. Um, but let's get into how do you want to do this? Do you want to take one and I'll take the next one and we'll kind of swing through? Do you want to do you want to kick it off? You, you know what? Uh, you're definitely more of an expert with the comic stuff than I am, so I will let you take the lead on this oh, one. Man. Lead us in, and uh, and I've I've been doing a bit of catch up. I read, uh, you know, I, I'm getting more familiar with the comic side of things, but uh, I'll let you take point on this one, and I'll call it kind of follow along your lead. Very good. All right. Well, we kick it off with. Uh, Star Wars Volume 1 Skywalker Strikes. This would be the first six issues of the series. Uh, first came out at the beginning uh, of 2015. I, I remember when it came out, it was a big deal in the comic shops when this dropped. Uh, and they had, I think, a, across all various platforms and different specialty shops, there were something like 75 variant covers of number one. Like some were just available from the world's biggest comic store, which is Mile High Comics in Denver, Colorado. There were all kinds of, you know, this and that. But even just walking into your local comic shop, there was a big pile of like, hey, we got 20 of them and here they are and they cost different things, blah, blah, blah. That's not necessarily my scene. I have a handful of framed comic covers. But anyway, that's that that's a little beyond the pale. So anyway, to summarize it down, The Greatest Space Adventure returns. Marvel Comics uh, brings you Luke Skywalker and his ragtag rebels opposing the Galactic Empire's fresh off their biggest victory ever destroying the Death Star. But the Empire, I'm not going to say strikes back, got a little time <laughs> to go first. Uh, join Luke, Leia, Han, Chewie, uh, 3PO, and R2, and the rest of the Alliance as they fart, uh, as they fart, oh good lord, <laughs> as they fight, fight for freedom. They do not fart for freedom. Uh, have not had anything to drink tonight. Uh, they, pro they probably did at some point. I mean, they're only human. Uh, fighting for freedom against Darth Vader and his evil master, the Emperor. Uh, when a rebel assault goes wrong, Han and Leia must think fast to make their escape while Luke comes face to face with Vader. Mm, sticking point number Sticking point number one. Uh, mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll circle back to that. In the explosive aftermath, a humbled Luke returns to Tatooine to learn more about his mentor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, the late Obi-Wan Kenobi. Meanwhile, Leia and Han untake a vital and dangerous secret mission. But can they succeed without Luke? Plus the menace of Boba Fett collecting issues one through six. Now, Luke meeting Darth Vader immediately after episode four not in episode six mm -hmm. that or episode five that kind episode of five yeah yeah that, that kind of annoys me that kind of feels stunty you know what i mean well see to me okay so when i like i said i was i was playing catch up on these and i was kind of making some notes of interesting things as i caught up uh but not reading the individual issues gave me kind of a broader sense i think of of what 
these stories kind of brought to Marvel canon. And one thing that stuck out to me was this adds to kind of the I am your father storyline by explaining Mm -hmm. that Darth Vader didn't realize that Luke was his son, didn't realize that his his kid had survived, uh, which which when you think about it in the in the movies, you know, (laughs) when he just comes out and says, you know, no, Luke, I'm, I'm your father. Uh, it doesn't really make sense. Why wouldn't he go after him earlier? Right. Why right, Why exactly. wouldn't this happen? Why has he been sitting on this secret when he wants Luke to be his apprentice? He wants Luke to go over to the dark side with him and rule the galaxy as father and son. Uh, that setup doesn't really make a ton of sense when, you know, really the only thing keeping him safe was, uh, you know, an aunt and uncle and, and kind of Obi-Wan Kenobi watching from a distance. So yeah. Yeah. This, and, and, and that worked out so great. Yeah. Yeah. So this to me kind of makes sense that like even Darth Vader was in the dark until Boba Fett told him. Exactly. And that kind of explains why none of this went down on Tatooine or earlier or anything like that. Now, whether, you know, Luke and Vader fighting first makes any difference and, you know, like, does that take away from them fighting in episode five and the whole, you know, taking the hand off the I am your father thing, like not reading these individual issues. I don't know personally if that really affects it. So that's that's where I, I think your expertise will come in. But for me, the overarching uh, story points kind of help flesh out like, you know, when you think about it, that doesn't make sense. Uh, but right. now it kind of does that, that Vader was also in the dark. Right. Right. And by the time he gets a lot further down the road, you can really see the cracks in the armor between him and the emperor because the emperor doesn't know that he knows, but Vader's really stringing it along. But we'll, we'll talk more about that, uh, as we get along. So, uh, jumping forward, volume two, the Smuggler's Moon. Did you want to go through the summary right quick? Do you have it up? All right. So, uh, yeah, the publisher's summary for uh, for Volume 2. This is Showdown on the Smuggler's Moon. Luke continues his quest to learn about the Jedi by heading for the Jedi Temple on Coruscant. But when his lightsaber is stolen, he soon finds himself entrapped and imprisoned. Uh, will his friends come to aid before he's forced to enter the arena of death? Maybe. Maybe. Meanwhile, Han and Leia are confronted by an unexpected foe. The Imperials are closing in on them, and they were set on the Rebels' trail by a mysterious woman from Han's past, one with a very personal grudge. As Chewbacca is unleashed, Han finds himself dealing with a ball and chain. Ooh, you've got to read it to believe it. Uh, so, uh, or, dis- or disbelieve it, yes. Or disbelieve it, yes. So this, this deals with... Uh, this to me was like, what is actually happening when I was like catching up on some of this stuff? It was like, was, was Han married? Did he have a wife or this person pretending to be Han Solo's wife? Um, you know, the, the most interesting part of this one to me was like that, that big, I don't know if this was like a cover image or a hero image or, or some kind of very impressive image of Han and Leia and Chewbacca all with lightsabers. And it's like, uh, what uh, is actually happening here? That, that, that's awesome. That That's one that I, I know my, my friend, John Sear, who was our other founding secret friend, that was like, man, I was reading these comics. And when I saw the, when I got to the, everybody has lightsabers issue, I just couldn't take it anymore. Like that was, that was too far to suspend the disbelief. Um, cause it's yeah. a weird one cause they have them and then they don't have them. 
So it's like, okay, it was a weird stun. It was visually whatever. And then later on, you get a you get a Mon Calamari guy who's actually a robot, and just they did they did some kind of. It kind of reminds me of the original Marvel run in that way is that they did they were kind of doing some scrambling to find their footing before what I think settling into the series being something really rock solid, um, right. you know, and having having a lot better uh, stories in the latter half of of the run. But uh, but anyway. I think one interesting thing from this part of the run is the Kenobi journals. And I'm wondering yes. if that will tie into the TV show. Uh, you know, and that's the beauty. Of, and again, what, what we talk about here is that's the beauty of stuff being canon uh, mm -hmm. is that it's all, it's all, you know, kind of omnipresent. So, um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Moving along. Uh, volume three, the rebel jail. Uh, what comes next from the Rebels after the, the events of Vader Down, which was a, a miniseries where uh, uh, Vader was stranded by the Rebels uh, and he crashed into Luke's uh, X-Wing and the two of them were forced to face off again. And it was kind of a cross-pollination of characters from the ongoing Darth Vader series, which included the splendid Dr. Aphra and mm -hmm. her, her uh, even bigger than Chewbacca, uh, Darkford uh, Wookiee bounty hunter, uh, sidekick, uh, I can never pronounce his name. It's Black Curasatin, I think it is. He's just, he's ridiculous. And then, yeah. and it's, and it's funny. Curasatin. And it's funny because I, in my figure collection, I have Afro, but I also have her murder bots, which is that the, there are a pair of droids that are the basically the black evil version of R2 and 3PO. There's protocol droid <laughs> and an R2 unit. Um, but Triple uh, Zero uh, is the protocol droid and he's his fingers are all murder there's stabbing elements and cutting blades <laughs> and stuff and he's just devious and he goes on to be a very big role in um obviously in the ongoing uh dr afro series uh and then bt uh is the 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 r2 unit but he's got a rocket launcher and all this weird different shit so it's just like they're very very cool over the top so uh, but anyway in the end in the end of all of it vader gets away and they capture afra uh, and so the rebel jail is shakes. The rebel jail is the next volume. Shakes out like this: um, the rebel crew are en route uh, to a prison base with an important captive. That would be Afra. But unlucky for them, uh, they aren't the only ones with their eyes on the prize. Meet a rebel spy at the heart of the empire. Join in a mission in life and death. And another tale from the the journals of Obi Wan Kenobi. So they did dance around a little bit. They would have little bonus issues. Uh they mm -hmm. get tied into these trade paperbacks. So uh journey uh to his Jedi Exide uh his days of exile on Tatooine. Um Moisture Farmer Owen Lars may have taken Luke in, but he refused to let Ben be a part of his life. Now prepared to discover the reason why collecting Star Wars fifteen through nineteen in annual number one. So, yeah, I, I think, uh, like you had mentioned in the previous one, at the heart of this one is that story about, um, uh, I mean, the, the Rebel Jail one is, I won't say it's really a throwaway, because in the end of it, it's a big conflict, uh, mm -hmm. Sonya Staros, who's not actually Han Solo's wife, that was all part of a scam, right. uh, and, but she has tied, Afra is like, she's like the person who knows, she knows everybody, uh, and has a bad relationship with everybody because she's a crook, so everybody hates her guts. Um, but in the end of it, you know, they have they have a kerfuffle and they decide to let Afra go because she redeems herself in the moment. Mm -hmm. um, so th that's all well and good. But 
it's the Obi-Wan Kenobi story where, you know, Luke's about 10 years old and he wanders off and he gets in a scrap and Obi-Wan has to help him out. And then Owen says, uh, Owen turns around and blames him. You know, you stay away from my son or my nephew, whatever it is. And, you know, this is all your fault, blah, blah, blah. So that, and, and he does stay away. Ben just continues to, even in the, the, his animated appearance in Star Wars Rebels, he continues to still, you know, stand. It's like he's got a restraining order. He's standing at the edge of the property, watching Luke <laughs> run around, you know, or whatever, and just keeping an eye on him because that's the, that's the deal. So, um, yeah, I would say that was my biggest takeaway from this volume would be, would be the bit with Obi-Wan. Yeah, it's it's a shame we don't get more of uh, Uncle Owen and, and Amperu. I thought especially... I thought her, like her especially, she was you know pretty hot in the pre in the prequels, and uh, smoking in Episode Four. So, um, sorry, that's my burned alive joke for the night. Nah, um, <laughs> all right, so moving on to Volume Four, uh, and I yeah I am really wondering if we get more of that in uh, the Kenobi. TV show, or if that's going to focus on something that hasn't been touched on in the comics, it, it's going to be interesting to see whenever that pops up. Which, ah, what do you think, Kenobi? You think that's dropping this year, next year, 23, oh, 24? How, how far away is that? I think the only thing we're really going to get this year is is the Boba Fett show because they announced that that's coming out in December. So, yeah. I mean, that's that's all we're getting. You know, I, I think, think so. other, th- other things are being produced, but yeah, I think the next two to four years is when we're going to start to see any of that stuff start to finally, well, we're getting the bad batch this year as well. Right. Uh, the, the animated piece. So yes, we, we, that, that has, has been, been outlined as something that's happening. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, all this stuff's got to be produced and they, you know, they take their sweet time. Absolutely. Absolutely. It seems, I mean, fairly quick turnaround. They, they kind of, with the, the virtual sets and stuff, they seem to, to have a good sense of what they're doing on, on Mandalorian. And that seems to be a pretty well-oiled machine, but yeah, I'm, I'm guessing 2022 for, uh, for Kenobi. So anyway, we'll, we'll see. So, uh, the next bit, uh, volume four would be the last flight of the Harbinger. Uh, I hope I'm saying that right. So, uh, the, the little breakdown of this one is, uh, the, Star Wars exploration of the Star Wars galaxy continues. Take a walk on the dark side with Sergeant Creel and an elite group of Imperial soldiers aboard the Star Destroyer Harbinger. It's a nigh indestructible weapon of war. Uh, It's also the target of the Rebels' new top secret plan. Uh, Never afraid of defying the odds, Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and Leia Organa are determined to make this the Harbinger's last flight. But Creel and his Scar Squad specialize in taking down Rebels hard uh i love these like yeah wikipedia uh, <laughs> entries yeah, so exactly. um plus javala hut has a problem and he hired the wookie back bounty hunter again uh going back to the afro series uh black kersantan to solve it um but a certain old hermit of the dune wastes might have a little something to say about that then R2-D2 goes solo. Uh, so <laughs> exciting stuff all around. Uh, for me, again, I love anything with a lightsaber. So seeing Sergeant Creel, uh, a, a stormtrooper with a lightsaber, with just instantly like, okay, what's this about? What's, uh, what, what, what? <laughs> so yeah, this it seemed like a pretty badass kind of take. Uh, again, I'm just getting the 
little blurbs of the overarching kind of story. So what, what was your take on, on this? Like, was this as badass as it looks, or is this kind of one of those things that was like cool for an image, neat for a poster, not great in execution? You know, it's just, this is not a character that, that had a lot of staying power right. um, or, or had like a tremendous arc. Like it's like you and I are reading the bounty hunter series right now. And mm-hmm. like uh, uh Bylard Valance is like, Whoa, this guy's a badass. He's been through some stuff. He, you know, he's more robot than man. I mean, he's ongoing and he, he's a badass. You know, yeah. where this, yeah, the, 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 uh, this, uh, the Sergeant Creel or whatever, it, it's a, it, it's, it's a dip. You know, it's nothing. It's, it's really nothing that ends up being super special, in my opinion. So, um, otherwise, the character would have stuck around. And that's that's yeah, kind of the impression I got. It was just kind of like, you know, there's a badass image that's like cool for a poster or maybe a toy or something like that. But then it was just kind of like and blip and he's done. It was like, what? Okay, really? Like that just seems like, yeah, flash in the pan kind of thing. So that's that's the impression I got even from like reading breakdown summaries. So uh, good to good to know that I was kind of in the going in the right direction on that one. Right, right, right. So, all right, moving on to speaking of things that I think uh, are kind of a loss. Uh, volume five is Yoda's Secret War. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, so we've got Yoda. Oh, they didn't. They, oh, okay, good. They they made the summary mercifully short because this was <laughs> this was just not, this was just not an arc for me because I feel like we were moving in the wrong direction. Uh, mm-hmm. With one member of the Rebel crew captured in prison, we turn once more to the journals of Ben Kenobi for a legendary adventure with Jedi Master Yoda. Yawn. Big <laughs> miss. No, it's a big miss for me because wow. I, you know, I mean, the, you know, the the uh, the exploits of Yoda uh, and and of Obi Wan and all have just been really especially at this point had been really drilled down in the clone wars in mm-hmm. the prequel series uh in rebels uh so you know to, to to pull something else in and and drop it in in comic book form uh into this series and especially you're also breaking up the narrative of of, of a current arc seems lazy to me i didn't care for it you know, it, it seems eminently missable. I mean, even in the recap uh, that I had you read, I think this was like a panel or two. It just said, and he read something from a book about Yoda. It's like, nobody cares. You know, <laughs> we, we, you know keep, keep the story moving. This is what I'm talking about, because right now we're up to about issue 30 of hmm. 75. And I, I will tell you, once we get into about issue 35 or 37, things really start to take off. And we don't have... Um, these these super boring filler issues. So, uh, yeah, thank God we're kind of coming out of the dark. Yeah, for sure. So uh, volume six, uh, Out Among the Stars, uh, sounds like we're coming out of the dark. Your favorite rebel rabble rousers run riot across the galaxy. Say that one six times fast. Uh, Luke Skywalker finally gets the alone time he's been after with Princess Leia, unfortunately. It comes while they're stranded on a desert island. Ooh. Uh, in Tales of... That's your sister, dude. Come on. Uh, in Tales of the Star Come Wars on, Underworld, son. Sana and, uh, and Lando join forces on Coruscant to, uh, Coruscant to swindle some credits and Han and Chewie go back to smuggling for a hut? Question mark? Exclamation mark? What? Uh, then when the Rebel Alliance starts to search for a new secret base, Han leads Leia to scope out a hideout only he knows, only to find a group of killers who want him dead. Guess he's not the only one that knows about it. Uh, but what about the droids? The Empire? What? 
has held 3PO captive for far too long. And now his faithful faithful friend is taking action. That's right. It's R2 to the rescue. Uh, That just sounds fun. Out of anything else in this, what like whatever it could have been the most epic arc in the world, but like R2 just going on like this solo crazy dangerous mission to rescue C3PO just sounds like pure comic book fun. Am I right? I would I would absolutely say so. And it's it's great in any arc that he's in. Uh you don't know what the hell he's talking about because all he does is boops and beeps. Correct. Fantastic. Good stuff. Now, as promised, when we hit volume seven, uh, this was right around 2016. Oh, excuse me. This was 2018. So this was after Rogue One. Volume seven is the Ashes of Jeddah. So this is the first tie-in with the events of Rogue One uh, anywhere beyond the movie. So what happens is, is that our heroes, uh, and again, do remember this is after episode four. Let's say it's maybe, maybe a year, year and a half. Uh, or two years after the events of Rogue One. Um, the possibility and destruction of the Death Star has changed everything. The destruction proved the Empire is not irresistible, but uh, a Death Star has been built, and it can't happen again. Wink, wink, wink. Uh, the specter of the Empire's true power uh, has brought together a patchwork cloth of people united in hope. From the desolu- desolation of Jeddah to the search for new bases, these rebels continue to fight for a better tomorrow uh, in a galaxy far, far away. Well, that doesn't really tell you much of anything. Uh, But basically, our heroes have to go to Jeddah, and they end up teaming up with the remnants of uh, Saul Guerrero's partisans, including Benthic Mm -hmm. Two Tubes, the famous, uh, the infamous character uh, who ends up being, uh, you know, I, I think as my Australian buddies on the Weekly Planet would say, kind of a real bad bloke. Not a great guy. Uh, so yeah, they have to struggle to execute a mission, uh, and they have to partner up with two tubes. They don't know if they can trust him. And I think in the end, it ends up being a double cross, which somehow they still managed to pull off. So again, um, I'm almost certain that this is when, uh, Kieran Gillian took over the title or it's pretty close to it. And I think this dude's stuff was really the key to this series kicking in, in, into high gear. Uh, as you'll find kind of as we move uh, as we move forward. So what did you think? Do you, do you think that, that I, I mean, and again, I know you just read the summary, um, but did you think, did you notice kind of an, a, 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 a kind of a tonal shift when we got to this point or is it just my imagination? Yeah, for sure. Uh, and this is when, uh, yeah, Kieran Gillen took over uh, and yeah, seemed, seemed like a big shift, kind of a little bit darker, a little bit more uh, twisted, and uh, like you said, kind of who can you trust? Who can't you trust? Uh, I, I, yeah, this seemed like a really interesting point and, uh, and a point for some characters to start kind of showcasing a little bit more like Leia specifically, I think uh, a little bit more of the badass that she is. So, and we're, we're going to see that in a, in a little bit as well, I think. Yes, so, oh, abs- uh, absolutely, and it just it tilts absolutely in that direction as we move forward. So, all right, your yeah. turn. So, yeah, the, and we move on to the mutiny at uh, Mon Cala. So, this is Volume Seven. The Rebel Alliance sets their sights on strengthening their forces by growing their numbers, but with a greater number of supporters comes dissonance and difficulty. Can Leia, along with Han and Luke's help, 
Luke's help uh, forge one alliance from many factions. So, uh, yeah, this sees the the crew go after the Mon Cala, the water world uh, where Admiral Akbar comes from, and they're trying to get them over to the alliance. And there's uh, shenanigans ensues, basically. But uh, they need the fleet. They need this this uh, planet to to kind of back them up. So um, it, it kind of. I, I, I like this kind of part of it where it's growing the Rebel Alliance and saying, you know, the yes, sure, we destroyed the Death Star, but we kind of still need more. We need to grow this. We need it's it's it, we need this to become more than a group of ragtag rebels. So I, right. I kind of like where that went. Right. Yeah. To become a fleet. And and what's interesting is you're going to find out uh, as we get in, gets into volumes nine and ten. Uh, I don't even really want to spoil it. But, yeah, she <laughs> is like, oh, man, we got because, yeah, they're 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 out at Moncala. They're able to uh, win over uh, Lee Char, who is the ruler uh, of Moncala. And uh, they're able to get Moncala. What they're really famous for is those big ass ships. Mm-hmm. Um, but that does lead us into volume nine. Uh, and. Uh, really the uh, personification of the old adage, what goes up must come down um, because uh, they're coming down a lot. This is, a volume is called hope dies subhead hope burns. Uh, the new hope led us here a secret rebel base, a secret rebel fleet, a chance for victory. And now Darth Vader has found it. There is no escape. Yeah. When did the empire first strike back here and it struck here the hardest? I'm not going to lie to you. This was brutal to read. Mm. Um, you saw, you know, you saw familiar names like General Draven uh, from Rogue One. Uh, you saw uh, the 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 uh, major. Who's the other big major leader of uh, General Riken? No, not General Riken. He was still around. But the what, you, faces that you recognize from now it's escaping me. Faces that you recognized from um, from Episode Four from the Rebel base. Mm. Those guys not making it out of this just scores of ships being destroyed and the rebels being completely scattered this was where they hit the hit, hit the rock bottom right absolutely and it was a betrayal uh, but you don't find that out uh really until the next volume so this was one of my favorites i love the jetta one and then i do love this arc because again it shows you that oh man we're gonna win we're gonna kick ass and then they just absolutely get kicked in the nuts and right. it's just every you know it's just they knock down their house of dominoes bad stuff crazy crazy and uh yeah that leads into volume 10 the escape uh the rebels are reeling and on the run they're scattered they're scared hope is dead uh this is pretty bleak vader tightens his grip mercilessly hunting the scattered band down with his most dangerous servants they will not escape him this time but for luke leia han and the rest of the alliance the fight against the galactic empire continues The heroes will need to turn to allies both old and new if they hope to ever turn the tide and save the rebellion in its darkest hour. So, again, this kind of seems like it's, uh, like you said, just kind of keep going with with the the bleakness and the darkness. And uh, but at the same time, kind of finding that hope that the rebels are known for right finding the hope in the darkest of times and that's kind of what this seems to be all about that that lighting the spark exactly so everything that you see uh really and and i think you know something that you know say what you will about the last jedi but one of the things that i really liked about that film is that you saw the resistance the rebellion absolutely pushed to just the grist 
you know, they had this tiny fleet. They all get picked off. Oh, we all got away in escape pods. Well, you know, 22 of those 30 escape pods got blown up. It's like, how much worse could it get? But they still keep, you know, doing it. It, it's reminded me, it reminds me of a Star Trek reference. I know it's a dirty word. But there's a speech in the very famous uh, episode of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, in exchange between uh, Patrick Stewart's Captain Picard and Whoopi Goldberg as Guinan. And they're talking about the Borg, which is this unbeatable en- enemy who's about to track them down. And uh, Picard is talking about it in a historical allegory. He says that he's talking about the fall of the Roman Empire. He says, is this the end of our civilization? Turn the page. And Guinan says, this isn't the end. And Picard says, you say that with remarkable assuredness. He says, because she's speaking from a point, her people were wiped out by the Borg. He says, as long as there's a handful of you that survive, you will endure. I think that's, mm. a, I think that's a paraphrase. But that's really what this is. I mean, I remember one, one of the, the splash pages in the first couple of pages in one of these issues uh, is somebody interrogating a guy sitting at a table in a cantina. And Han, Luke, and Leia are under the table. You know, because they they got chased into it. So it's like they're living that like, you know, foot to mouth. Uh, That's why I that's why I really found this to be, you know, and again, we're winding down towards the end of the series. But that's really why I found this to be really the best that the series had to offer. Yeah, for sure. It shows, again, the the best comics and stuff to me in, in this kind of time frame are the ones that that add more to the characters and, and flesh out things that either they didn't have time for, they didn't think of while they were making those movies. But, uh, you know, as fans, we filled this stuff in on our own. And this characterization of the rebels as never giving up, never backing down, always fighting to the very last person, no matter what the odds, uh, really kind of helped define those characters. And, and this kind of stuff really speaks to that to me. Absolutely correct. So, which leads us into volume 11, this, the scourging of Shutoran. Um, yeah, it was, uh, it was the uh, Queen Trios of Shutoran who befriended and then betrayed uh, the rebels to Vader. That's how the, the fleet was destroyed. Well, Leia is uh, Leia's going to stab her in the eyeball for that one. That shit is not <laughs> going to track. So, uh, so, yeah, after separating one of our greatest defeats, uh, Luke and his band of freedom fighters, like we said, they haven't given in. They found new alleys, they have a new purpose, and they're ready to go back uh, and attack again and hit the Empire where it hurts the most. And that means going to Shutoran, which is a huge, the biggest uh, mining and manufacturing plant in the known galaxy. It supplies the Imperial War Machine. Well, they're gonna they're gonna fuck it up. So they have this <laughs> they have this vast plan, and really for for Leia, uh, absolutely all of this is that she it's personal for her. She wants to take Trios down. It was mm-hmm. a betrayal. So it is um, it comes right down to that. It, it comes right down to a a knife fight uh, in that that quality. So I I think the 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 Rebel fleet uh, through the Shutoran bit. I think was really the best they had to offer. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. So, um, so yeah, I love that. And in the end of it, Shutoran kind of gets hers, but, uh, if you want to know more details, you should read it. Mm -hmm. It it is funny with the, the comics when they introduce a character, uh, like Trios that seems, seems like they're a big deal for the comics, right? They're, 
they're introduced there. There's a betrayal. There's this, there's that, there's whatever. Uh, you have to think like, okay, well, why didn't this person show up in one of the films? Um, and then you, you kind of start coloring it as, well, they're going to get taken out, but it, it defines an interesting character when you want to see how it all goes down. And I think, uh, being able to show not only that, but also a little bit more of Leia just straight up being a badass because she didn't really get enough combat time in the films. And, you know, like she's a badass no matter what kind of circumstance you throw her in. Uh, so that, that to me is just like win, win. It's like, you know, yeah, it, it sh- again, showing off more of what the characters can do. Absolutely correct. Cool. All right, moving along. Uh, we're getting into the home stretch. We just got two volumes left. Uh, mm-hmm. volume, volume 12, Rebels and Rogues. Go for it. Rebels and Rogues. Darth Vader is on the hunt for Luke Skywalker. Thousands of remote probes are sent to the far reaches of space looking for the Rebel Alliance. But the Rebels send out desperate, heroic missions to lead them astray. Chewie and C-3PO lure a a drone to a planet with an unstable core, but learn of a secret droid civilization. With Star Destroyers and Darth Vader approaching, they must now protect these newfound droids. Luke Skywalker undertakes a mission to lead the drone away from a rebel refueling station, but runs into the Force-sensitive sensitive human bendo uh with luke training to be a jedi will bendo be a valuable teacher or a simple grifter then han solo and princess leia plan to use a drone to take down a local crime boss but things get complicated when they run into leia's ex what oh Oh, my goodness what could possibly go wrong uh there's a lot to unpack here um (laughs) so leia has a, a handsome ex that they run into um there there's i i love these little droid rock looking creature things that, that, uh, that Chewie runs into. Um, there's, there's a ton here and, and a, I don't know, a planet that's not a planet. There, there's so much here. Right. I know it's very, you know, and it's very, and it's funny. We, I, I feel like we see a lot more of this in, in the Mandalorian and certainly in the Clone Wars, because they really bopped around the, the galaxy more often mm-hmm. is that just a nice wide variety in the different stuff that they can do. Like, well, here's a planet that's it did in Star Trek one. Here's a planet that is, uh, there are no land masses. It's just water and it's held together by an artificial atmosphere or something. So it's just like weird stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is a planet. Was it, was it all made out of like bugs or, or trash or something? I can't, I cannot remember exactly yeah. what, what it the, was. Well, the, uh, is this the one that the, there's the stone Colossus that they thought? Yes. Was yes. This one, yes. right. That's so it's like, just, just wacky stuff that you – I don't know if that would ever work in a, a movie. It might work in some of the cartoons. We've seen, I think, some weirder stuff, but like – Like that Zillow like Beast in the Clone yeah, It's a weird yeah, one. Yeah. yeah this, but this one like is straight just like comic book fun again. Totally. Yeah. But, exactly. uh, Definitely taking advantage of the format. So, mm. um, so anyway, Homestretch. Uh, we have volume 13, Rogues and Rebels, not Re- Rebels and Rogues. Uh, the, real clever, guys. There you go. Really really put the thinking cap on to learn to, to learn that one up. <laughs> uh, so wrapping up, kind, kind of spilling over from the last one, who is Dar Champion? That's the ex-boyfriend. And how far can Leia trust him when Han's life is on the line on Boss Carpo's 
golden starship. Obviously, he's the crime boss from the previous uh, mention. What shocking lesson will Luke learn when Warba finally reveals her true self? Bendo changed to Warba. It actually said that in the note of the last one, so whatever. Uh, and when faced with his lost past, can 3PO seize control of his destiny and be the hero of his own story? Ooh, quite metaphysical. Uh, <laughs> lives of thousands of rebels hang in the balance as our heroes grapple with their greatest doubts and challenges. So this takes us through the end of the series and a one-shot called Empire Ascendant, which really has our heroes discovering the base on Hoth, which mm. then puts this like three or four months before the beginning of episode five, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's certainly a lot for, you know, Mark, I know that you were, uh, you were, you were really a, more of a novice to comic books before you, you fell in with me, uh, yeah. cause you love the star Wars stuff, but it, it doesn't sound like you dabbled too much. So, um, so let me ask you this as a layman, and this would also apply to our audience after having listened to our summary, do you have, does this inspire you to want to go back and read the series? I mean, you're like, oh man, I really want to, you know, I'm just, I'm just kind of ankle deep right now. I really want to get up to my neck in this series. I want to know everything. Does this inspire you or are you just kind of like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially the big beats. Um, you know, like, like you said, there are some filler things that, uh, I, I do like when these are collected into things and, and I can talk to people and, and get, you know, okay, yeah, skip this volume, skip this issue, skip this, skip that, like focus right. on this. Uh, and it's the same way, you know, we, we've talked about this uh, as far as how to watch Clone Wars. There's a lot there to skip right. through. Yeah, you, know, you can boil it down to what, 66 episodes, I think. Right, uh, exactly. Right. So, uh, for this one, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I touched on a few points. The, the stuff that's, um, adding to the I am your father storyline, um, you know, a, a little bit maybe of some of Kenobi's journals, but not all of it. Uh, and then, and the, stu- the, the character building stuff and then Afra cause she's a freaking delight. Uh, uh yeah. We, such a fun character. We, we um, follow that. We follow that series. I mean, and as you and I do now in the second mm-hmm. volume, and, and that's a favorite character of my wife. She's got a cosplay. She just really digs on the character. So kind of a, uh, our, our, uh, a compatriot spiritually, uh, Alex, who does the Star Wars Explained, who partially inspired this podcast, called mm-hmm. always called her a morally bankrupt Indiana Jones. I love yeah. that. <laughs> I great. love that. Oh, man. Good stuff. Well, hey, I am glad uh, that you kind of took this journey with me. I'm glad we did this this extra special episode. Uh, in addition to what we've been making plans are, in addition to our next uh, canon update, which is going to be mm-hmm. for the month of December, uh, our next episode after that is actually going to cover, and we're going to be bringing on Alex Terry, who does Code 47, the Star Trek podcast with me, to talk about the final uh, four-episode arc of The Clone Wars, of which we learned ahsoka's and rex's fate uh during the course of 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 uh, order 66 so looking forward to that we're gonna record that in early february so you'll be seeing it at that time uh but folks that is our show uh before yeah. we go actually i i do want to say because you know you as a layman you, you you said you know what what's my takeaway from this uh as someone who went through all of this as it was coming or, or you've you've at least read all of these issues uh what is the most important of these, what do you say, 12, 13 volumes? If you could only pick one of these volumes, what's the most important one for Star Wars? 
I think for me, uh, as I touched upon a little while ago, it's definitely that I think it's volume nine. It's the hope dies. Because, again, mm-hmm. it shows you that the rebellion can be just burned down to the studs and it right. can still come back. And that's, like I said, that's the thing I love the most about The Last Jedi is that you just you kick them and you kick them and you kick them. And they're just they're, they're, they're like Rocky Balboa or they're like Daniel from The Karate Kid. They're just they're getting up. They're not being shut down. That's the rebellion. That's why I, as a Star Wars fan, the rebellion is my favorite thing. Because Excellent. they just never stop. That That's my it. take. Yep. Great. Excellent. Excellent take. Thank you. You got it. Well, cool. Uh, we are out of here. Uh, thank you uh, uh, for joining us. We're, of course, uh, a part of the Secret Friends uh, podcasting network, uh, the Secret Friends Facebook uh, group and podcast page over there on Facebook, obviously. Uh, find us over on Twitter at Holocron U. That would be the letter U. H O L O C R O N U. Or yes. uh, our main handle at Secret Friends U. Uh, drop us a Twitter, uh, a, a Twitter, a tweet. I got criticized for this, but our <laughs> guest on the show last week. Drop us a tweet. Uh, we would love to send you uh, a prize from our fabulous uh, digital prize closet uh, for letting us know. Anything that you enjoy on any of our four podcasts, of course, here we're talking about Star Wars. Uh, Mark and uh, my main dude, Todd Oxtra, talk about video games on the uh, Co-op Mode podcast. Uh, Code 47 is Alex Terry and myself uh, on a weekly basis talking about Star Trek. So drop us a line, tell us something you're enjoying, and get yourself uh, a free prize. Finally, I will let you know. Uh, thanks to collaboration between Mark and my friend Ryan McConnell uh, and my friend Jeff. We have a T Public. Uh, store for Secret Friends Unite shirts, mugs, notebooks, stickers, all kinds of different stuff about 10, 12 different designs uh, that you can order up. Uh, all proceeds uh, from our T Public Store actually support a charity that I belong to here in the state of Michigan, here in the good old US of A, called the League of Enchantment. They do outwork, uh, outreach uh, for children in the state of Michigan. Um, and you're helping to support that cause by supporting our store. So please go have a look again. T Public, Secret Friends Unite. Awesome. Yeah, I really have to order some of those stickers and some shirts and stuff like that. Yeah, that. you do. Get to it. Are, are they going to send me the money in Canadian? <laughs> yes. No. Yes. Oh, uh, it's all going to It's gonna smell like maple syrup, and oh, it's going to have boy. little beaver teeth marks all over it. Hopefully they don't send it to me in loonies. I don't know. Do you guys still have those? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm going to send you a, just, a, just a bag full of quarters with moose <laughs> on them. Oh, moosey moose. Uh, friends, as always, thank you for joining us. I'm going to tell you, as always, that sharing is caring, and keep on trucking. May the force be with you. Rex, play us out. <laughs>